0: I am Jo M and welcome to our first episode of The Monsters Among Us. Um, so today we're not going to be covering um, any specific case or crime. I wanted to actually introduce the show itself and today we are going to go in to the McDonald Triad. So if you aren't familiar with McDonald's triad, it was basically proposed by psychiatrist J.M. McDonald in a threat to kill, which is a paper um, in the American Journal of Psychiatry that was published in 1963. Um, the triad is basically a set of signs that you can point out from a person's young age that will show that they have psych they were they are going to have psychological issues later in life. And a lot of people mistake the psychological issues with like signs of being a serial killer, but that's not exactly true. Not everybody that experiences the McDonald triad is a serial killer, but there hasn't really been a serial killer that hasn't had all the factors of the McDonald triad. So the basically the triad is Just like a triad. Three basic signs. The first one is arson. The obsession with fire setting is supposed to be releasing anger in a less severe way than like killing someone or killing animals. Which brings us to the second sign, which is actually cruelty or torturing towards animals. When people think of a serial killer, they most likely think oh god that person definitely tortured and killed animals as a child which everybody knows it's not like a hidden fact that that is like the first telltale sign that like something is going on in this person clearly is having some issues is, like has issues um and this one is like the lesser known one at least if you're not familiar with the triad is bedwetting like and I'm not talking like normal bedwetting. When you're young, you can, you know, you're five and you like wet the bed. Like everybody does that as they're younger. But as you get older and you persistently do it, it can lead to being humiliated and being embarrassed. And you start to be angered by that embarrassment. You are enraged and it leads to violent behaviors, particularly um, sadistic behavior, homicidal behavior, and sexually abusive behavior um and there there hasn't been any studies that show specifically that this triad is connected to violent offenders and cases but it it it's not been proven investigatively but but by psychologists it's pretty persistent within the line of what's going on with these people that we will be looking into and learning and getting to know these people that commit these horrific acts and why they do it and the mcdonald's triad hints at that it's the basics of why these people are this way and the signs that make them this way so basically the cruelty to animals is serial killers everybody thinks that serial killers are psychotic which not a psychopath is someone that feels nothing. They just are selfish. They want to get to the top. They want to be famous. So when people think that like a psychopath is a serial killer, that's not exactly always true. A psychopath wants to be known. A psychopath wants to be at the top of the food chain. The psychopath wants to be famous. I know that sounds crazy, but if a person's trying not to get caught, like if they get caught and they're like, I didn't do it, I didn't do it, and they're trying everything to get out of it, that person probably isn't a psychopath. Not feeling guilty and being a psychopath and not the same thing. So basically the cruelty to animals is perceived as this person wants to know what what it's like to kill something. So they kill animals and then they slowly work their way up to bigger animals and then the top of the food chain, which is humans. So the cruelty to animals is, the theory is it's meant to like get rid of the frustration that you feel. It's the first thing that like triggers you, triggers them that feeling like sometimes it's an accident sometimes they do it on purpose it's they want to be rid of that bent up feeling and that's what they do they take it out on these poor little creatures because they cannot fight back so it's basically they're trying to get rid of the same like the same pent-up anger as fire setting it's just a like a different method So base and it also the taking out on animals makes sense because these people are usually younger. They are powerless. Um, they're young kids. You don't really see like 20 year olds killing animals, these animals. It's usually people who are minors, people who cannot fight back. And so when they're humiliated at school or by their parents or their siblings or their life situation, like wetting the bed, they can't do anything about that. They can't fight their parents. They are too scared. They're bullied. So they kill those animals as revenge because they can't actually hurt the person that's hurting them. It's kind of like a cycle. And eventually they get older. You get older and you realize that, wow, I can fight back or I can take out revenge. And so you're like, Oh, I can kill a person or I can hurt a person. And that's usually how this starts. Um, so these are the signs that are in the triad. This is the three main... <clears throat> these are the three main things that you need to look out for. So... In your recess is the unintentional bedwetting during sleep persistent after the age of five. Okay. Basically the whole inuresis is like based on the humiliation of being older and not being able to get over this childhood habit. And it's usually because like your friends, like usually your schoolmates don't know about you wetting the bed or them wetting the bed. It's mostly family. So this is usually caused by a parent who belittles them or a sibling who, like, bullies them and torments them. And as a young child, you're like, oh, yeah, I can't really hurt my family. You know, you, you, you understand. And so they, I think the theory is, is that the bedwetting is the first, like, thing that sets it off. So, because the built up anger and humiliation Is what starts and then it starts at school and it starts in the it starts at home but usually so this is the triad um usually these signs the problem with these signs in particular are usually found like as young kids so if you don't know someone as a kid and like you don't know their history like if the parents don't know they're killing animals and they're setting fires which i don't know how you wouldn't but some people keep it a secret You know, this is where this becomes ineffective because if police don't know that they did this, if investigators don't know they did this, if parents don't know they did this, how do you know? What are the signs? You don't know. Like this person could be completely normal. This could be your brother and you would never know, or this could be your father. You would never know that this person was a monster. You would never know this based on this triad. So the signs of when someone's older is strange because usually there's two types of. I don't want to say like serial killers because they're not all serial killers of predators. They're not even predators. They're like, I just want to say shady people. There's two types of these kind of people. There's the people that are charismatic. They fit in. Everybody thinks they're perfect. Okay. This is like a case like Ted Bundy. Everybody thinks they're perfect. Everybody loves them. You can't say anything bad about them. Or it's a case where this person is antisocial they're a hermit. Nobody knows who they are. They're really shady from the beginning, but somehow that just doesn't quite line up. They are shady from the beginning, but they are smart enough, just like the charismatic person, that they can get away with it. They are smart enough to get away with it at the beginning to keep doing it or get, or they're smart enough to plan it out, but they're not as trusted by the community. Does that, that sense? So, there's antisocial people who have experienced the triad. There's antisocial. And then there's more of the people who, I don't want to say are the psychopaths or the sociopaths, but they're borderline. Because these are people that can hurt someone, can brutally hurt someone, kidnap someone, murder someone, chop their body up into pieces and throw it in a dumpster. These people can do these things. And go to work the next day. And act like a normal person. Can go home to their wife. Act like nothing's wrong. And it's... the Those ones, I think, are the most terrifying. And I think those are the ones that are the monsters. Because the, that are among us. Because we don't suspect them. They They fit in like a puzzle piece. And that's their M.O. They don't want to be suspicious. And the best way to do that... Is to be liked. No one's gonna doubt you if you're liked. And this is basically what people like Ted Bundy did. And I know that that's crazy just to say Ted Bundy, Ted Bundy. But this is like a normal thing. Like Jim Jones was the same way. Jim Jones had a whole church of people that he brainwashed just by being likable. Just by being charismatic. And that is what's so terrifying about all of this. So, I promised the burger chef murders and they will be happening because they are local to me. They happened not even an hour and a half away from where I grew up. But I think I want to start I don't know. I want to start with something that is beyond crazy. Something where like these people could not guess that this was this person. And I think I also want to start with something local. And I think that is her Baumeister. I think I think her Baumeister is the one. He was the whole Hamilton County would not help solving his case. And we are gonna figure that out when we dive right into that. the next episode so i hope you all enjoy this little tidbit it's not long it's not short it's just a little introduction to what we're going to be doing and i wanted to give you a basis of what we're going to be talking about because we will be diving in to the mcdonald triad and why it matters and how it helps us understand these cases and these monsters so i will see you all next time